Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together. Your children will be like olive branches as they sit around at your table. May the Lord bless you from Zion that you might see Jerusalem prosper all the days of your life and that you might see your grandchildren. Psalm 128, 3, 5, and 6. I have five kids. We drive a 12-passenger van that my brother equipped with a backup alarm and an air horn. We call it the Bigfoot Adventure Van. When we pull up in a parking lot and I need all the kids to get out, I holler, Bigfoot Adventure Van, disembark. The kids begin to pile out of the van like monkeys out of a barrel. There's always one kid that gets tripped on a car seat or a seat belt and just barely makes it out of the van, which sits pretty high off the ground, without smashing their face. Then, trying to move five kids through a store is a whole nother feat. We're like a large blob that slowly takes over whatever aisle we're in. It's not unusual to watch another unsuspecting shopper turn into the aisle, see our horde of children, and just turn around. I know they're thinking, I'm not sure it's safe here. But other people aren't scared, and they make comments. We've heard it all. Oh, wow, five kids. The silence after that one is always telling. They just don't know what to think about five kids. It's like their brain calculated the number of children that we have, and then it just quit. It can't decide if five kids is a good thing or a bad thing. Another comment that we hear is, oh, you sure do have your hands full. And I always want to ask, well, is that an offer for help? <laughs> I really don't need anyone else telling me how much work I'm dealing with here, you know? Another one, I just don't know how you do it. The honest answer is, I don't either. In fact, I'm not sure I am doing it. I have no idea if we're surviving or not. I mean, as long as nobody's dead, I think we've made it today. Another one was, make sure you enjoy these days. They go so fast. To be honest, this comment has actually come to mean more to me as time has passed. At first, it felt silly. With our firstborn, 18 years felt like a huge period of time. I was only 23, and 18 years represents a large fraction of my life. But 13 of those years are gone now. I've enjoyed them, but they do go really fast. If you think kids are fun, just wait till you have grandkids. This is another one that I'm looking forward to seeing come true. Kids are fun, but they're also a lot of work and responsibility. I do look forward to the day when I just get to hold a grandbaby and rock in my chair. I won't have to worry about nap time or if we packed a diaper bag or how to set up the pack and play. I'll let my kids worry about all of that and I'll just rock the baby. And that will be fun. Those last two statements are usually uttered by someone who's in their 60s or beyond. Someone who's been around the sun a few times and gathered some wisdom and someone who understands what life is about. Sure, sometimes having five kids is overwhelming, but at the end of the day, I'm so glad they're all in my home. I love them. They truly make life fun. They make me laugh. They blow me away with their talents and abilities. I love watching them grow up and take new steps, and I'm excited to see how God is shaping them and how he will use them. The fact is that we all want family in some way. Every single person wants to be loved and cherished and to have a place that we call home. We all want a group of people that will always love us and, and for us to love. Psalm 128 taps into that desire. It talks about a wife, kids, and grandchildren, and it states that all these things are blessings from the Lord that come after we choose to walk in his ways. As I sat down to write about Psalm 128, I considered writing another post about how God's way is the best and it's our job to follow it. But I did that just last week in the post on Psalm 119, and I've done it before and I'll probably do it again. It's a common theme in scripture. But instead of doing that again, I wanted us to actually do some of the evaluation of ourselves. We all want family. 
We all want peace. We all want prosperity. We all want grandkids. We all claim that we want to be following God's ways. So let's ask some tough questions. Do you truly follow God's ways? Do you put others' interests before your own? Do you truly squash self-ambition and pride every time it pops up in your mind? Do you refuse to complain when you do things? Do you always tell the truth? Do you chase after money or possessions? Do you pray? Do you seek to increase your understanding of Scripture? Are you involved with people so that you can love them like Christ does? What occupies the majority of your time? How do you spend most of your money? Do you pursue God with every fiber of your being? These are more than just cool-sounding concepts in Scripture. These ideas weren't meant just to be decoration on your wall or on the cover of your journal. These were meant to be principles that shaped the core of your being. When Psalm 119 or Psalm 128 talks about God's ways, these are the ways that they are talking about. We all want to receive the blessings that are promised in Psalm 128, but there are far fewer that actually want to love their neighbor as themselves. Let's pray. Dear Father, convict me of sin. Show me the ways that I am not walking in your ways. Show me how I say one thing and do another. Show me how I can improve and grow through your power. I beg you to teach me and give me your wisdom for this. I do not trust myself and my own ability to see my sin. I need your eyes. A couple thoughts for you as we close today. Number one, take some time and reflect. Really think through the questions we asked today. Come up with your own. Also, keep an eye on your own thoughts and actions just today as you live your day. Why do you do what you do? Why do you say what you say? What are your motives? Do they line up with God's ways? And lastly, decide to take action based on what you discover today. Thanks for joining me. See you next time. 